before I grab my mic. I won't. Be gentle. Welcome, everybody, back during this holiday season. The warmest basement podcast studio in Kensington, Maryland tonight. I'll, I'll bet that much for sure. Um, it's it's not Tuesday night, but it feels like Tuesday night. It's Wednesday night. This is the Audible. We're here to do uh, after the whistle. Good evening to Hogshaveners everywhere around the world. Um, we got a Hogshavener with us in in, uh, in studio tonight, Mr. Joe Murphy. What up, Joe? Joe Murphy. Uh, we are um, happy this week. We're celebrating a victory. He is Kevin Strachan. He's very excited about that. What? Victory. Did he just say? I think Ke- Kevin, said- I looked at you, and I wanted to say yeah. him. Let's go to Kevin Ricker first. Well, thanks, because I was going to say, uh, Ken, I was happy to be here with you. Brian Stabby, Joe Murphy, uh, Diana Ooh. Ross, but mm, I don't know about Ebenezer yeah, Grinch Strachan, otherwise known as oh, Kevin no, Strachan, otherwise known as happy T. New Strachan. Year, Ebene- Ebenezer Strachan. You're a mean one. Welcome to the show. He's just referring to the fact that I think Christmas is very different as an adult than it was as a child. And, I, and it and it pains me. To give is. is better than to receive. No, 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 not any of that. Not any of that. I'm just. You want him to I'm sing "Little Drummer Boy" for you because uh, he will. No, I will please. well up right in this no, basement. No, no, please, no, because he can do that. No, no, no. The true meaning of Christmas. And neither do the uh, folks on Facebook. I wanted to uh, so sure. or listening. Toast the Washington Redskins right at the top of the show. Uh, sure. People right. cannot care about being seven and eight all day. Uh, that's fine. Um, excuse me. Follow through, yes. Follow you you follow through with with, with the, the toast. Um, I, you know, if you want to be like the guy who roots for another team who looks down on the Redskins because this is where we are right now, whatever. But I'm pretty sure there's not you know many franchises that have just been great forever every single year without fail. Um, none of them have, and we've had this is our, our down period. We, we had three Super Bowls. When we, when Only we, a handful can say that. Yeah, and, and it was in a. Another era, but we had them, um, and it's been a long stretch of badness, you know, since then. But this is this this is this is coming out of it. Going seven and eight with a chance to be eight and eight, with a chance to have three straight non-losing seasons, which hasn't been done, Odie, since '99 and 2001, um, all the way from Ecuador. With that information, and appreciate nice. you uh, joining us this evening. I, I'm sure, and I hope. Um, as well as all the other F31 tailgaters. Um, who else are we shouting out to on the front side of this show? This is, this is a holiday celebration. Anyone here, maybe some New England slash Patriots fans uh, up north, um, in the Marangolo Casey Outlaw Clan. How about all our fans oh, okay. across yeah, the pond? Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. That's fine. Yeah. That's across fine. the pond over the there. The UKers? Yeah. We do have some. We do. We absolutely have some. I don't think, you know, uh, More Mark. More than people think. <laughs> Mark Bullock, UK Redskin. I think he's busy with the Washington Post these days. But every once in a while, I know he tunes in. We had, so uh, we had that guest from uh, Kuwait that one time. Anyone overseas? We have some Redskins fans uh, serving who can check us out every once in a while. Appreciate you guys. Happy holidays. Thank you. Um, I, I think it's it's just this this season could have gotten so terrible and bad. And I'm not getting comfortable with, you know, being seven and eight. That's not what I'm being comfortable with. That's not what I'm happy about. But we all know exactly where this season could have gone. And, and it didn't. It didn't go there. No, being eight and eight. Would be very nice ending with three wins. Being eight and eight, like I said at the beginning of the year, and I said it outside. I said ten and six, and I got laughed at a lot this off season. I said ten and six. I said I really like what we've done with the depth of this roster. Uh, you know, you can't control injuries, so I'm not going to keep on harping on it. But I know that if someone, I said to someone, I think we're going to be eight and eight 
And we're going to have 13 starters. We're going to have no production at the wide receiver position with our two new guys. We're going to have no Jordan Reed. We're going to have no semblance of a tailback. We've, we're down to our sixth and seventh. I, I think I really would have gotten laughed at for my eight and eight call. Yeah. So, you know, I'm happy with what's been done, and I'm, and I'm, I'm happy that uh, uh, perfect timing that my man Jay Gruden kept this thing together because, yeah. you know, we're used to four and 12s when it gets to the brink. That, that, that's then, where I was. I said that last week. I said that I had this team preseason at 8-8. Eight and eight. That was fully healthy, everybody going, not losing what we lost, right. not going through what they went through. The fact that they have a chance to go 8-8 eight and eight now, in my eyes, shows what kind of a coach Jay Gruden is. Absolutely. I think that, and I, I, I can't stand it when everybody says get rid of him because I think he is the right guy to keep building this thing up. Cheers! Uh, cheers to Kevin McClain. That is that is a that is a testament oh, to a coaching always. staff. Okay. That yeah. is a testament to an organization that has guys in place to step in and 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 get to at least five hundred. I mean yeah. that that means a lot. You get everybody back. You get a healthy season. Whatever happens at the quarterback position, we got to find out what happens. But that's impressive in my mind. That so there's the silver lining for me. When we won on Christmas Eve. Yes, in front of our families. Yes, even though some of them were. Possibly had other ideas, but that was great to sit there, being around your family, full of a house full of Redskins fans, see touchdowns, see us moving the ball in the best defense, seeing some of these guys showing out because you don't have a lot of chance to improve throughout the course of the year when there's no continuity within the offensive line, when there's no continuity within the secondary and, and the linebackers. We, we played a million of these guys just to hang on and to show up and do that, and I know. I'm not making any excuses. That defense is nasty. Von Miller's on the field. You got a problem. I know Brock Osweiler's not striking fear in people's hearts, but let that be a cautionary tale to those who think we can just replace right. a guy like Kirk yeah. with just some guy off the street. Because we o saw only, him yelling at people in the sidelines. Only the Patriots. And no one was listening. And the Eagles got uh, more yards than us against that, that defense all season long. Did you see that video of Brock trying to fire up the That's team what I'm on saying. the sideline? Not a, not a not soul a single was gazing in his general vicinity. It says a lot when uh, you have again a tradition like no other. The Shipall Masters. We've been we've been talking about it, although mm. it's 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 the royal we. Mm. Um, when teams <laughs> have nothing to play for, it shows uh, it 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 shows you who you know who's who. Um, when your team plays hard with nothing to play for, that means something. Um, it's promising. A lot of these guys are young. All ten of our draft picks have have suited up uh, this season, and when we get the Giants. To close things out. Now, you talk about the pleasure train of winning can I just on make a, Can I make a point about what you were just talking about, Please. too, though? And I, and I think because we haven't talked about him in a while, I think part of it also is what McLovin left, is that he, he created a, a, a roster, including all your practice squad players, as with guys that have to prove themselves on short-term deals. Therefore, these guys are all playing. I mean, they're, they, they're playing to win a game, but they're also playing. This, this is a profession, right? I think that what he did was put a lot of people into this 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 on this roster right now that want to prove themselves and and, well, and gave them sort of the the menu so to speak to to do so. There's a lot Don't of upside on on the players that we and you the, weed out some of the others. In the past, yes, when you get yeah. to week 17, and, competition uh, for breeds, nothing, you know that kind of winning. You're I think playing that's guys what you see who here. you you're playing warm bodies. A lot of times, mm -hmm. we've seen that team be trotted out in week 15, week 16, week 17. Um, you just you just need warm bodies. These are better than warm bodies. These right. are guys who have a chance to play on our team for quite some time. Right, there's talent and, here. And we had a little bit Even of addition death. by subtraction, if you look around. Some of the guys that people wanted us to re-sign that we didn't yep. haven't worked out so well for others. Uh, old Deshaun, you know, had a little, had a little run-in this weekend. You know, guys had the worst season of his career, arguably, you know. Getting yep. 47 yards a game, three teeters. 
He gets busted for a little, uh, little, little of that marijuana in the car with some hollow point bullets, and he had fled the scene right after Chris Baker decided to the boneheadedest penalty of the season and starts chuckling. And now the yep. whole locker room wants to fight both of them. Guess whose locker room they were in last year? I'm not judging these guys. I'm just saying. I think we made a couple choices yep. in the offseason that have benefited us moving forward, financially and in the locker room. Um, before we get to the offseason, though, we, we end the season for the second straight year against the Giants. Um, this time on the road, we can't not bring up what happened at the, at the end of last season because it was brutal. Um, winning this week does not uh, revenge, avenge last year's loss by any stretch. No. Um, and no. Even like a, a tiny bit. But um, we do get a chance to end our season strong against the New York Giants for you know a second time. We, we still can do that against them. Uh, it still would feel great because um, beating the Giants – is always its own reward. I always make sure people understand that. Uh, it, it, it's 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 a big deal for us. There's no excuse for us to lose to that team again. Um, no, they're super poopy right yeah, now. That'd, so, that'd be a tough one to step in. It just sets things up. I mean, I don't know how you guys feel about this game. I'm I'm really approaching it with a lot of uh, energy. I, I mean, I, I think this is can, this is a big one. Not only is it the le- okay, so just yeah, they, they have everything to lose. I mean, I'm telling you, a loss this week, while it won't mean much, just just meaning they, they should do what uh, they're supposed to do this weekend. There shouldn't be that bad taste left in anybody's mouth because mm-hmm. they lose this game. That if would they be lose the horrible. game, it shouldn't matter. But what you know, we're talking about outside is that certain bad people would uh, can use anything as an excuse to, to do terrible things. They're waiting things. for it, uh, yeah. for us to go up to the Big Apple. But thank you, Landon Collins, for pointing out oh. the, the Little Apple. And uh, he seems to be on the And then Landon Collins goes on the injured reserve. Landon Collins yeah. is out of the game. Yeah, uh, that's a big he's deal. He's not suiting up. I mean, it's that's terrible. Going, it's awful Old up there. Eli, number two, Ooh. the Little Apple, decides he's going to not be that guy. And guess what? We don't have that guy in our locker room anymore. Nope. That's why we're not 2-13. and 13. And, and you... You know about Eli? Watching him play against Arizona, right. Um, right. as much as it, as much as I, I thought it was a bad decision by the New York Giants and disrespectful of them to have done what they oh, did to him a few weeks he ago. He was so bad against us. He, he he's he has not looked good. I no. mean, he he has not looked good at all. Like it, it's kind of I'm like, what do you what are we seeing? I mean, I don't know if this is if this is it for him or not, but he has looked bad. Well, I think if you just judge his facial expressions, you can find well, he's out. Always had that you can stank find out face. nothing. You can he's find always, out nothing about it. He's always had that stank <laughs> face, but it's kind of just gotten stankier yeah, like, here recently. Yeah, it is. It is. It's like Cooper, stop. <laughs> he's had a great career. Occasionally he's had a, vacant. A tremendously up and down career, but he's at the he's at the end of this. Win on Christmas Eve, win in New York. Now your off season has a little something to spring off of. And and that's and, and it, if you're being naive if you don't think that it matters in that regard because um, what matters to those guys in that locker room immensely and, yep. and and no one else's opinion on this matters to them. Yeah. You know, a lot of it matters to us, but yeah. that's the most important thing that's the end all be all. And yes, walking off with three wins after knowing what they did, after not having a losing season, all things considered, playing the toughest schedule in the NFL. Yeah. Everyone in the playoffs seems to have played us this year with our third place schedule. Yep. Rotten SOBs. And we're not handing out any trophies. We're no, not any no trophies. it's not an excuse. We're just saying that, uh, you know, that we're, I'm proud of these guys in that regard. Um, but if you if you come off the field with the three straight wins and you wear your green jacket from the Shipbell Masters, tradition like no other, you've been saying, all of us have been saying, um, 
all, now now you hit a period of the year um, that has a chance to keep that has a chance to stay positive. Will yeah, anyone else have a three-game winning streak going I, into next year? I anyone? think we're going to have a lot well, to talk about, else? even yes. in the off-season this season. So this is, season. Damn it. next week will be our last episode of After the Whistle with, before we transition hardcore, hardcore into um, off-season on the brink, season two. Um, and But this is it. This is it. I, I, want to, uh, I don't want to let this show go by without touching a little bit on the draft because every, it, it's... To us, it's a con- it's a conversation that's to do with the development of our team in the offseason. To other people, it's a conversation about, I wish we can lose this game so we can have a better draft pick. So Boo. it's all wrapped up in that. Um, I don't think any of us are- agree with that sentiment. And we can, you know, I think we've all said that. Um, but I-, I wanted to point out that should we win, um, when we win, you know, we're going to be picking pretty much where we picked last year. Right around number 16, right around 17, I think 17-ish. Mm-hmm. Probably 17 is your, if you were going to put a bet in Vegas, 17 is probably the odds on S- favor. 16 through 18 yeah. is kind of the, seems to be the feel. Um, and you know what? So if you lose the game and you're picking 9 or 10, maybe, 11, I don't know, um, in a crapshoot of 11 at best, I think. So it's essentially 10 to 13 or 16 through 19. We got that's Jonathan what, that's what Allen at 17 about. last year. You know, uh, didn't we get Ryan Kerrigan at 17? Wasn't he a 17th 17th pick overall? Well, I, Kevin I, McClinton saying no. I, I, he may have been. He was somewhere between 10 and 17, but I was going to say 17. I know this. Around here, if we did have that situation, the arguable greatest football player of all time was drafted by the San Francisco 49ers in the in the with the 16th pick in 1985. If they had messed around and tanked. And got one of those top top picks, or or just Tom. Are you talking about Tom Rathman? I'm talking about Jerry Rice, and and three picks before him, the Cincinnati Bengals drafted a man by the name of Eddie Brown. So uh, let's let's keep that in mind if you guys are looking for a loss this week. We're looking at Eddie Brown and Jerry Rice. Hey, but Art Monk goes 18th in 1980, and then Johnny Lamb Jones goes with the second pick to the New York Jets. If we want to tank the last three games, we got Johnny Lamb Jones and they get Art Monk. I mean, I'm just done with this. And you go on Daryl Green, the 28th pick. 28th. Tim Lewis and Leonard Smith got drafted. Two cornerbacks ahead of him at 11 and 17th. You ever heard the name Tim Lewis or Leonard Smith ever said again? So you're no. saying draft position doesn't matter at I'm all. saying it's the most fickle thing in sports. And anyone that just thinks that a higher pick means a, a more productive guy. It, there's more productive guys odds. in the fifth round sometimes than your top it's ten. It's odds. That's all. Uh, and it's it is. odds. And they you, think you, the, the odds are you pick up a higher guy, you know, you're going to get a guy. It doesn't, it's not a... Wins are more important than a possible ping-pong ball name of a guy that could... Kevin Clinton says Kerrigan was 16. 16. 16. Here we go. Thanks, Kevin. So, appreciate that. Number 16 overall, Ryan Kerrigan. Ed Um, Reed, 24th. Roy Williams, 8th. Ray uh, Lewis, 26th. Reggie Brown, 17th. Todd Blackledge, 7th. Dan Reno, 27th. Let's just say, I know we can do this all day long. No, no, but but to me, the point is also... You weren't paying those guys anything initially for that first three, four, five-year contract because the the top five picks got everything. I mean, 10 through 20, if you get a guy who plays at that level, at any of the level of those guys or the, or the Jonathan Allens or the Ryan Kerrigans, um, and, and on that rookie contract, they actually exceed the, the value. They actually return you value on your investment. You can't get value back on a $50 million Sam Bradford. It's no. impossible, but you have to pay that. 
So yeah, Mark Sanchez is case yeah, in Mark point. Mark Sanchez, but right. so you you if you're living in the middle of the round, I mean, look at the Patriots. They haven't drafted the, at the top of a round in ages, and what do they do? They get good players, Correct. at minimal contracts, and and they trade. And as soon as it comes time to tra- pay some of them, what do they do? Trade them, get back those those second and third rounds from other people. It's, and let's also remember who's making these picks, and when it's made easier for us in the first round, it's made way easier. And this past season, it was between Jonathan Allen and Reuben Foster, and D-line was a priority, but we couldn't lose there. We kind of took, you know, we, yeah. we took the pen out of their hands on that deal by being 17th, and some of the guys that we thought we might want earlier weren't there anymore. It's and a it was great down to best those player two. available position. And it is. It's and, a great and the decision value was made for yeah. the man who hasn't made great decisions. So, so we, let's say 17's been damn good luck for us. Another reason to be to, to get this game, in my opinion. I would so much rather pick 17th, to be quite honest with you. <laughs> um, and that's and I, we haven't just talked ourselves into that. That's just a fact. Um, now, you don't play God with the NFL draft. Well, but, you lose. But the key is you always do want to pick as low as you can because you're, if you're trying to win, you're trying to pick low. You know, if you're the Steelers, the Packers, the Patriots, you're trying to pick low every year. Again, that, that, and you do because you because you win. And if the Redskins want to pick low, we want to pick low. It's to me now. We we can spend a whole other show about this, and and we'll kick kick it out of here. But um, it to me, it's always been a disincentive. I, I think another reason why you don't well, you haven't seen tanking in the NFL historically speaking is because there is the the uh, the incentive the, the incentivization to get those top couple picks. Um, they they hurt you so much more than they helped you because of the uh, contracts. It it it, it, yeah. it screws these teams um, because you have to look at the Bengals. Yeah, you got to <laughs> hit the Powerball. You you got to hit the Powerball. You, there's no college senior coming out who's going to return you fifty million dollars. You know, in value, you just, it's just not going to happen. It's never been a functional business model. Ever for one second. Losing it's has never now. equaled into winning because they've taken the onus off the top picks. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. They've ratcheted it down. Thank God, because that's the thing. It, it, it was it was The rich out, kept get, out of your getting interest. richer, yeah. and, the, and the losers kept losing. And, and there's the Bengals and the Browns for you, and that's yep. what they dealt with. Achilles Smith is not still in the league, is he? No. No. no I, don't well, know. I mean, how many first-round draft pick quarterbacks yeah. specifically yeah. have the Bengals? Yeah. Screwed up. So many. And they paid oh, no, Andy Dalton's fine. Andy Dalton's, yeah, Andy, Andy Dalton's, Dalton's fine. fine. Yeah. How about the... Carson Palmer. They I don't want Andy Dalton. Before him. <laughs> I don't want Andy Dalton here. Carson Palmer's the man. Nah. Jeff... What was it? Uh, nah. Jeff nah. King? Did Jeff, nah. uh, Jeff King. I can't remember. There's, they, they had some great, like, second and great. third string guys. Uh, Boomer Sias. Sean King. Probably my favorite. Yeah, Sean King, yeah. Boomer, they had a Jeff. Jeff somebody. Yeah. He was awesome. He was, he was a very good player. He played for everybody. Uh, and I yeah, can't no, think of his last name. He was great. What's his last name? Help uh, us out. I can't get Baxter out of my head. Jeff, Jeff, Jeff. Definitely played uh, some awesome games for the Ravens. God. Um, so, so Garcia? We're going to... No, not Jeff Garcia. No, we can't just do this anymore. It's driving me crazy. We're not, we're not naming Jeffs. Yeah, name some Jeffs. <laughs> name Bring some Jeffs. Jeffs. Jeff Hayes. Let's just get all the Jeffs out there. Uh, our newest segment. Jeff Rulin. Joffrey. Our favorite, our favorite Joffrey. Name that uh, Jeff, Jeff Malone. Jeff Malone was a great Jeff one. Jeff Malone was a great Jeff. It's a B. Jeff. How much? Jeff Small. It. I know Blake. you're not watching, but you were a great Blake. neighbor. Jeff Blake. Jeff Blake. It was Jeff Blake. Yep. Man. He played for everybody. He definitely did play, played in Cincinnati for a while though. John Kitna, by the way, probably my favorite Bengal quarterback before Carson or around Carson. Around Carson. Um, but T hates it when I fawn over quarterbacks for other other franchises, so I won't do Mostly it. when you fawn over other men from yeah, any other franchise, that's, that's more, usually it's more, what gets It's them. more yeah. what Kevin's talking yeah. about. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever. Whatever. So, um, 
the other part of our off season that we're going to cover a lot, but it's in play on after the whistle is because um, it, it folds again folds neatly into the idea of why this game matters with all these young players. A lot of guys know we got a lot of space salary cap wise, and um, you know we know some guys right away who aren't going to get a piece of that. Uh, who who if we if they if if, if we were going to give them some, it would have been a lot. Guys like Terrell Pryor. You know, eh, we're not signing him. He's probably mm-hmm. not getting our money. Um, a lot, a lot of young guys will just stay under young guy contracts, which is great. Um, but the big deal, the Kirk Cousins thing, is is so perfect for Kirk Cousins in so many ways. But the one underlying thing is we have the ability to continue and and spend money this offseason building this team around Kirk Cousins. He's going to, you know, he's, he's going to get a lot of that open space, but the rest of the open space, he, th- to me, that's why I think our, our job is attractive to him beyond all the other reasons that we've talked about. The Washington Redskins are very well positioned to invest heavily around him, you know, and they can do it a variety of ways. They can, they can find the guys, you know, on the one-year contract. They can find, uh, you know, quality, depth, offensive linemen because we know we need them. Um, they can be like, hey, listen, you know, yeah, we're going to give you 30, we still have another 35-plus to put around you. And another class of young guys coming through. Another on, class on of your young, guys. young guy contracts. And I guarantee you, two skill players will be on the Washington Redskins from this Final Four we got coming up next weekend. I, I, there will be two I skill players. There will be certain players. So let's take a peek at that and let's everyone have their uh, opinion. But there's a couple players that are going to be playing on, on, on the big, big, big level. A couple of them playing twice. Let, let, let's take a peek at some of these guys like we did last year with a Jonathan Allen going, yep. if we could get a guy like that, we're going to get one or two of those guys. It, That's happening. You know, and, and uh, let us be the millionth person to, or millionth show to talk about the fact that this is a running back heavy draft. Um, this is the mm. draft that's going to be known for its running backs, or at least, you know, that's what we're going to be pounded over the head. You Give know, us with, a dog. Between now a and dog. the um, The Redskins are going to get one. Whether it's the first round, whether it's the second round. If you're in the first round, in the middle round, let's just say some names. I think Bryce Love, right now, I, I think he's tracking middle of the first. Kevin thinks he's more second. Um, it's going to change 100 times between now and then. Exactly, but. exactly. But that's, you know, value range. 17, a great value spot. Um, and if you want a running back and a, and a Bryce Love kind of guy is there, um, and, and you're, you just told Kirk Cousins, you know, we're going we're gonna to do this for you, um, you don't have to spend it, that, that, you know. It's a couple bucks. Well, yeah, no, that's that's the that's the beauty of it. Now with the the rookie contracts, is you tell you tell Kirk, hey, listen, I'm going to get you an offensive stud. I, I I can see them drafting a wide receiver. Like we were talking about that last week in the, in one of those top two. It's a must. Know, two or three rounds. It's a so, must. Um, and then you can take a couple bucks at a free agent or two. Uh, on top of that, um, but I'm, I know it sounds crazy not to talk about defense, but it's a must to get a wide receiver, a running back. A dog, a beast, a monster, a yeah. werewolf, and then a, a wide receiver somewhere later. I know we need D-line help. We always need – everyone needs secondary help, but it's a must. When you have a guy like Kirk who can, who's the best play-action passer by the numbers, and we just know he's good at it. Yep. Let's get him going. What about a tight Let's end? Let's get him going. Absolutely, him you have going. to draft a tight end in this draft. I, I, don't, I don't know if you're going I think more than a, the f- – I think it's a heavy tight end draft, too. I think you're going fourth or fifth round again for a tight end, to be honest with you, only because well, – We're running out of spots here, boys. Well, uh, you're running back, wide receiver, offensive lineman. 
and then a tight end in the fourth defensive fourth, lineman, and a defensive lineman. Those are my five. Well, edge rusher and cornerback is on everyone's wish list. Every every spring. Yeah, but I'm, I might pay for that in free agency. If that if those are the two guys you pay for, you're gonna. But that's pay for paying them. out the nose at both those spots. That's right. Because we're not paying Bashad Breeland, right? You know what? I'm I'm gonna be I, I'm going Fuller to steps up. No. Uh, He's a you, beast, but Bashad's going to get that market money that we all have talked about we, with Kirk for three years. We've assumed we're not going to get His him. His marketplace value is going to be sick. We've that assumed contract, we're not going to get you him. Wanna, you want to get mad about a Kirk contract. Where do you see what Breland signed for? Where you do you see what he gets offered? He's going, so he's going to get paid. And you know what the interesting thing about um, Bashad Breland? And he's had his bad days. Mm-hmm. But for the argument, he had his bad years. Well, Last year was a bad year. I like him, man. He's, he, you know, he, I, I don't love him. It, I, I don't he, think he's loved. At what first he's, year playing he's on the, make, Josh Norman, you and I don't like him at, <laughs> and you oh, don't yeah. either. Correct? I mean, he's so, going to get paid. Yeah. So, but here's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking if you can get offensive skill players in the top rounds of the draft, if you just if, if you had if you know if you knew you could, because um, free agency is going to happen before the draft. But if you if you believe you're going to invest those resources, top two, top three rounds in skill guys who you expect to play for you in, in the first year, running back, wide receiver, right? Then you may, uh, with you know, sixty to seventy million dollars of cap space, you may take a long look at Bashad Breeland. And 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 I'll, this is and I've said all along that he's not coming back. I said all along he's just uh, no chance. Zach Brown is going to take a big bite out of that. No, I think I think there's Don't enough. Don't you think Zach there, Brown there, deserves yes. to be here before Bashad Breeland? We've seen enough evidence of some of these backup it, guys, Fuller and those guys, that they they've got some talent to fill in there. I, I don't think you invest in a guy like. Rashad Breeland. Okay, so certainly not when you're investing in a guy like Kirk Cousins. I mean, that's a no-brainer investment. Here's the arguments I've made about a player. Listen to the things that I've argued all year long. We, it's a guy we drafted. It's a guy we coached and developed. It's a guy who no one knows better than we do. Um, It's a guy that's only ever been a Redskin and only ever played our ball. And I've been saying that about Kirk Cousins for two years now. And you could say the exact same thing about Rashad Breeland. No, you can't. If you, uh, Kirk you know Cousins ain't getting on Twitter and telling the fan base to shove it straight up their butt. I'm not <laughs> that, suggesting not we re-sign Bashad Breeland, but I'm just saying. I'm just saying. That's two different. That's apples and oranges. Defensive and offensive. I'm just, I'm just trying to make I know you love all of our guys that we draft, and I am too. And I think he's been great for us for four years. We're not bringing Bashad Breeland. But, man, he's going to get paid, and he's going to love it. This is what he's been looking for. You know, I, I don't uh, we're not bringing Brashad back, unfortunately. Um, I like watching Zach Brown go sideline to sideline. He's going to play. He's going to play well for somebody else, and Zach Brown has to absolutely be a priority for us on defense. Agreed. I think that he. I think that he is. He I, will I, be. I think he has to be. Of um, course, he is. But, but you know what? I don't think the team wants to do more than like a two or three year deal, and we'll see if he because he, he waited on all last. And inside backers aren't exactly your highest paid guys, and you know. But man, was he. Johnny on the spot for us all year long, a leader. Yep. And when you got speed like his, it's hard to ignore. Uh, his speed is unbelievable. And he fits our scheme, which is also no the Zach Brown issue for Zach Brown, is that there's only a few teams. It's a very scheme-specific league now, and his skill set is very scheme-specific. I like that, that we got Zach Brown on a Zach Brown scheme. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. We Our defense <laughs> happens to feature a guy sounds, like Zach Brown. Sounds perfect. Let's pay, <laughs> let's pay the man. Exactly. So uh, James um, has a good question. All right, James, what do you got, buddy? Well, it's a hypothetical. Is it about Kevin's W hat there? No, go ahead. What do you got? If they're able to sign Cousins, not tag him, sign him, mm-hmm. would you tag Breland? Mm. 
See, okay. Mm. Thank you, James. Mm. Uh, only for this one reason. I've mm. said it, and I continue to believe that Bashad Breeland will not mm. be back here next year because I also believe Kevin. What Kevin Rick has said that someone's going to pay him so much money that it's it's not in our plan. But they can't pay him that money if you if you apply the tag, a transition tag on a guy like Bashad Breeland. All of a sudden, um, gives give you something that the franchise tag. Hey, here's a novel idea. Don't be on your third franchise tag with a guy. The first franchise tag on Bashar Breeland is going to look like pennies in a fountain compared to our third franchise tag on Kirk Cousins. Um, but I still believe we put the tag on Cousins, James. I'm sorry. I think the tag goes on Cousins. For negotiating purposes. For negotiating purposes. I don't think... I, not, I, for, not for one-year quarterback purposes. I, you know, putting the cart in front of the horse, if we <laughs> don't get a long-term deal... I don't see done, a horse. Um, they won't be paying him $34 million. They'll find a place to trade him, I think, if they can't get it done. But I do think they'll, they'll get it done, T. The long-term deal? Yep. With Kirk? Do you think he pays, plays for $34 million next year for the Redskins or in a long-term deal for the Redskins? I'll just say quickly, I don't think Bashad deserves said all top along. five average cornerback. I said games. all along, I don't, I don't think Kirk is here next year. No, 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 no. Okay, answer this question. Would you? Would, do you think he plays here on the $34 million deal or the long-term deal? Between those two options, which one do you think he plays for next year? If he plays here, I think it's on the 34. Okay. Kevin? I think it's the only chance he plays here is on the long term. Joe? I think he's, it's been long enough. Long term, Kevin? Long term or 34? Long term. I say uh, long term as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but the 34 is going to be dangling. He, he, and, he, and he will sign oh, everyone it. Everyone loves the, that number. The shit Everyone's been deal. talking about it nonstop. Yeah, and he's going to sign it. He's going to sign it, and it's going to be a great day, and the Cousins family are going to s- rejoice. Um, Throw it in the pile, Kirk. Throw <laughs> it on the pile. <laughs> They're going to throw it right on the pile. Um, so we got into a lot. I, the, sal- I, the salary cap to me was a big deal about this because being 8-8 eight and eight gets the Redskins in a much better position to manage their salary cap going forward, especially when you're paying a guy upwards of 25 to $30 million uh, to play quarterback for you. Everything about being 8-8 eight and eight is better than being 7-9, se- uh, guys. I promise you. I promise you. It's this, a huge difference. It's a big difference Agreed. for the, for I the organization. I, I've made the it's argument. It's a big difference for me. In the tarped in, uh, heated, um, you know, uh, green room that that uh, it's, an organiza- it's a big game for the organization. And I'm not trying to be tongue-in-cheek. And I'm not trying to, you know, blow smoke up people's asses. And then it's not, you know, an a NFC championship game, nor is it a Super Bowl. Um, but to me... It is a, it's an organizational, uh, you, know, you know, fork in the road. Because you win this game, you go 8-8, eight and eight, you, all, you have th- a three-year stretch without, you know, a winning three-year stretch. Same coach. First coach ever extended by Dan Steiner. You know, a chance to lock in a quarterback that, quite frankly, deserves to be your franchise quarterback until he says he doesn't want to play football anymore. Um, and, and, and things start... This is this that would then it becomes the kind of team that good things happen to, that the players want to come and play play with. And as a fan, maybe I am a, a softie or old school or just haven't caught up to the new Twitter. You know, it's the whole pace of everything. But there's three more hours left that I get to watch my favorite team yes. play the greatest sport ever invented for the rest of the year. And I don't know when that became lost upon people. I want to make sure my son feels that. that oh, yes. I, I just think it's very important to understand when you, you're a fan of a team. we got three more hours left until they don't play forever. We've got to go through a grueling offseason, which will be grueling. You know how much yep. I hate the preseason because it just drives me nuts. Yeah. 
September, I can't wait to have that argument. September with you, is a long, oh, long God, way from worst, here, man. man. September <laughs> is a long, long time, and I really, for three hours every week, it's a special thing uh, for me and my family, and it always has been. And that's not lost upon me at any time during this whole process of arguing and fighting and going back and forth and different opinions. I am that guy. Uh, I, I am. I, I, what are you doing I, for I the game? I can't hide from it. What are you doing for the game? I'll be bartending at Tommy Joe's. Tommy Joe's. And, uh, but I will be getting off after the 4 o'clock to make sure that you know, okay. I don't have to deal with JV night. But Yep. It's uh, it's just a big deal, and the guys that come in that have come in for years around me, like the guys you spend tailgates with, it's a big deal. They are still yelling at the TV as loud and as passionately as they always have. We disagree on a ton of stuff, but we're there, and we're watching, and we're rooting for the Burgundy and Gold to win. The, the, the Sons of Washington got three more hours in the year. Like, since when did that lose some importance? And I, I know it didn't go the way it was supposed to this year, and we're fighting to go eight and eight. I just love them, man. It's been a thing that I've loved. It's one of my favorite things in life. It's my, it's my. It's my biggest hobby, I guess you would say. It's a it's passion. Why, it, it's why we gather in this basement on Tuesday nights and talk about it. Well, there's other, it's there's the, other hobbies. Well, that's true. An occasional Wednesday. <laughs> An occasional well, you Wednesday. You can combine all these hobbies. T, yes. what are you doing for the game? Well, <clears throat> I, I subscribe more to Kevin's theory that this is just the last game of the season. It's going to be a grueling long off season. Yes. as much as, you know, you, you're you talking in terms of, like, you, you pull the leg. You know, what is it? You you. you Rip the wing of a butterfly and an earthquake happens somewhere else. The butterfly I, effect. The butterfly effect. You know, I, I don't think that, I don't think this game. Wings. I don't yeah. think this game really is going to have that much effect on where we're going, whether okay. they win okay. or lose. Fair. And that's totally fair. I think it has more of an effect on the uh, temperature of the fan base going into the off season. I think it has a little but, bit more of an effect. Well, there. then that matters. No, no, it definitely matters. Yeah. I, I don't think it really no. means our fan base covers every sign. possible Celsius number. It's not a sign, <laughs> but if they lose, man, it's going to be a bitter twist. What else is there? This is you know, this, to or if they win, it's like you know, I think everybody's going to be like us. They're kind of like you know what? All right, fine, okay. We lost thirteen starters. We you know, we went through a lot of crap this season. It's our team. We still ended up at five hundred. Sons. I think of that there's you know, it's our team. I think it'll have a big effect there. It will. Uh, you know, but. Right, Savvy, scheme, what are you doing for the game? It doesn't really mean anything. Uh, I think I'm going to watch with the uh, boys of Balzania face. Okay. All right. Give, give well. a shout out, boys night. Uh, Enjoy. Uh, and and uh, maybe we need to roll over to Tommy Joe's. I always say, oh, I, yeah. I say that we every once in a while. Watch. Oh, what are you going to roll over in? You got a chair that's got wheels on it or something? <laughs> <laughs> maybe you, could, maybe you could catch a ride with T. <laughs> actually, I, I usually I usually do. He's like he goes by and picks it me makes up. Makes him so uncomfortable. Watch, look, me, oh, me. Not me. look how red oh, he is. Oh, look well, how red he is. I know. It's the same I color know. as hat. <laughs> oh wait, uh, we have an email. We uh, have an email. All right, let's see. This we're gonna we're go out on this one. We're, ta- we're just taking an email. It's, it's from Benjamin. <laughs> this email is from Benjamin. Uh, Brian Savvy, can you get Benjamin, Benjamin in the shot here? Benjamin didn't been even with know he had an email time. account, but he has an email account. Uh, I hate when Benjamin gets involved. I, I know, and he starts emailing. <laughs> Dear the Audible, for two years straight, I have stood for every anthem before your show, and yet T has never ever one time. Is that? Can you explain those ratings killers? That is a sick dude right there, Benjamin. I thought we Benjamin, were boys. Benjamin, get Benjamin right out of here. I thought we were boys, Benjamin. Mm. Whoa. I have no comment. In this era, <laughs> also no comment. <laughs> <sighs> Did you come up with that all on your own, Benjamin? He emailed it. He came up <laughs> on this morning. You know I don't like this quadriplegic humor. 
I've not, well, not at ten twenty one. At about eleven forty one, all of a sudden you're leading the parade, Mister, with the the baton and the hat with the feathers. I'm walking, right? I'm walking when I'm doing that. Nice job. See, yeah. it's ten twenty two. That was a Ken. Yeah. Nah. No, His insensitivity. Yeah. yeah. Knock her back, buddy. Let me fill you up. <laughs> Can you fill me up real quick? <laughs> I would like to have a, a going out toast with all of our friends around uh, oh, Facebook funny. and especially Facebook, but. Before we before we go up, you stabby. Can you give me some of that drunken sailor? I think I could, brother. We're gonna we're gonna put you in the chair tonight for a little while. Not be yeah. able to get up for a minute. There you go. Thank you, sir. See, it's terrible humor. It's, it's never I've never <laughs> I never do it right or well, and I hate it. But two years in, you're at least not like melting into the. No, I've, but I've tried it. I'm out. I'm out for life. That's my New Year's resolution to never try it again. He's good at it. He is good at I'm it. I'm not. You're terrible. Benjamin You're is, terrible. is is You're horrible. Benjamin. Hey guys. To a great 2017 second year uh anniversary for uh our show, uh, roughly speaking. We'll get started in in January on season 3 of all of our shows. Appreciate all you guys at Hogshaven uh checking us out this this year. We do have one more episode of After the Whistle, one more game to celebrate a victory after uh, and one more opportunity to, um, you know, have a look at the guys who are, who are going to be shaping this organization for years yep. to come, not guys who are just here, uh, you know, for a cup of coffee in week 17. Um, that's worth celebrating. Uh, appreciate you guys. Uh, love having you guys over every Tuesday and the occasional Wednesday. Man, and a uh, hell of a host. Kev- then, uh, he's Kevin Rickon. Awesome. Cheers, guys. Thanks for everything. This This man... Tim Strachan. Happy New Year, everybody. Thank you, Brian Stabby, for joining us. Always. Thank you, Joe Murphy. Appreciate you. Appreciate, Joe Murphy. Appreciate the uh, lucky charm on that hat tonight. I'm Ken Marangolo, and this was The Audible. <laughs>